0: Like doing too much.
1: That's good. I like I like doing too much. Yeah. But cool. So, we'll kick off then. welcome to Young at Concrete Podcast, Dan. Hello. Hey. If anyone listening? Uh I've got down with me. Uh, I my instinct is to call you a comedian. Okay. Because of uh, my background knowledge of you. Yeah.
0: I mean... <laughs> but... I haven't really done any stand-up in probably a year. Okay. And what I did then was, like, the joiners' arms. Yeah. yeah. Every so often. And Mike might be listening to this. I'm sorry I haven't been there for a while. Uh, maybe one day I'll go that. Maybe. It's just... I have a very much a love-hate relationship with it where... Um, I used to like plan a lot okay. like for a gig and now I just kind of wing it or at least I used to just wing it. Yeah. I got into the habit of that and it was kind of going on stage and just being like well, Hey Improv. I've got literally nothing. Okay. Here we go. And it's fine, but when it bombs, yeah. it bombs. So I can imagine. <laughs> I kinda of just got frustrated with that. Okay. So yeah. It's kind of maybe one day. Maybe one day. You no, know, I just I don't know. Don't watch it for yeah. Sorry, I got panicky about these things. No, it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, just, I just need the motivation to do it again. Yeah. I do. I did like it when it went all right.
1: Did you start doing that during uni? Though?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was part of the conversation, and then I was president, and then yeah, just kind of fell into it somehow. Never thought about doing it. No. But never. But then, yeah, got kicked for it. Went to Ed Fringe, did a show nice for three weeks it was okay yeah uh we did get a famous one star review though oh really fun one yeah. star review yeah <laughs> so uh and it it was very damning to me because it was the one night that i compared and i don't compare okay but right. we decided to just see who the best compare was because we weren't sure who to do it yeah, yeah and we quickly found out that it was not me um <laughs> Because I just... The way I I do quite awkward stuff. So it didn't really translate into comparing. Um, But it just happened to be the one night the reviewer was in. Yeah. And she went in on me. She was like, has... Like, there there were some lines that were just like, even to avoid rush hour traffic, don't bother. And stuff, things like that. Wow. Really harsh. Um, I I don't understand when reviewers do that. And this was just like a student reviewer. Yeah. she was... Wasn't anyone famous or
1: anything. Um, And we were just a free show. Yeah. So, you know. So, I I don't understand critics and reviewers when they kind of, like, they go to something which is essentially free, Mm. and they just decide to gut it. Like, Mm. it's like, all right, cool, so someone's making an effort, they've put a show on, sure, you can be critical of it, but why go over the top? It's weird. (laughs) And just, like kill
0: it <laughs> yeah it was it was a sense of like she didn't really know what to talk about okay. so just decided to you know what, i'm gonna go really negative on this yeah and i just kind of found it hilarious yeah. it was it was great um and it actually meant that a couple of years later i went and did a show where they just had people who specifically had one star reviews okay and That's so the cool. idea yeah. was Oh, these people have all got one-star reviews in the past. Yeah. Do you think they deserve one-star reviews, or do you think otherwise? And in the end, the show wasn't very good anyway. Like no one showed up. One-star so reviews, was... yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, and yeah, so I just went up and did my stuff, and yeah. I was like, I got one star for that. Ha. So at the time, it was like me eating marshmallows on stage.
1: Yeah, I think this is this is essentially the the story which I get told about you. <laughs> Because I mean, we've known each other you know, a while now. I mean, yeah, 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 like a few years. But we've never actually sat down and spoken to
0: one. Another, no, no, that's true. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I've no, I've heard stories around you, kind of thing. Because I know I've seen people overlapping friends and all <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Of course. I think Hunter just obviously he tells the one about the marshmallows. <laughs> and I'm sat there going, all right. I, yeah, I, I, it's hard to imagine, but all right.
0: <laughs> it was hard to imagine when I was writing. It. Yeah. And then it kind of became my thing, and then I literally got sick of. Eating marshmallows. Like, I did that every night for three weeks in the Ed Fringe. Eating marshmallows wow. from a bag and then just doing one-liners and then yeah. pretending to throw up. And by the last night, I was pretty much just thrown up yeah. for real. And yeah, I think it kind of, that at that moment, I was like, maybe I should be vegetarian. Because <laughs> I am vegetarian now. Okay. So,
1: I don't know if that's where right it edge. started. Maybe that's, I think that's probably the first time marshmallows have ever pushed anyone into vegetarianism. Right. So. was <laughs> like, jacks. no, I can't, can't see cows be killed with, no, no marshmallows. <laughs> yeah,
0: cow, <laughs> we're turning cows into marshmallows, people. Read it up. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird part of my life. But, yeah,
1: I don't know. Those are the best parts, though. Maybe one
0: day I'll pick up some marshmallows again, but vegan marshmallows.
1: Vegan marshmallows.
0: I don't know if they'd be as good. They do they won't. No. It's like anything that's vegan, pretty much. Yeah. Other than, like, corn stuff, like corn nuggets. Corn nuggets. Better than real chicken nuggets. Okay. I'm telling you.
1: So I did, I I think my last podcast I went up, I went meat-free for like a month and a half. Yeah. Because I I did it through uh, March, and then went to April, and realised it was Lent. So it's mm-hmm. just like I'll just extend it out to the end of line. Sure. Um, but I did that to vary up my diet
0: more yeah. than anything
1: else than ethical reasons or whatnot. Yeah. But I, I kind of like I ran the gamut in terms of trying loads of different vegetarian foods, mm-hmm. and like little bits of meat replacements and stuff. But I, I kind of I don't know I avoided corn, yeah, just because I felt it was like a, a super easy option. I
0: guess yeah.
1: I was like, it's, it's pretending to be meat. So mm. it's an easy option to do. So it's just, just, like, pushed away from that and got more into, like, tofu. And, and oh, pudding, nice. I love a bit of tofu. Oh, it's great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I always, I, whenever I prepare it, though, I just always half ass it. Yeah? Like, I get to cooking it, and I'm like, I wish I, like, drained this properly, because this is, like, not going so well.
1: <laughs> and every time, I just still do it. I but, know. yeah. I got really into marinades. Okay, yeah. Like, for tofu. Yeah. Like, halfway through the month, I was like, I'm going to try tofu. Got some advice for some friends. It was like, whatever you do, marinate. Oh yeah, like yeah. Don't just cook tofu mm. and throw it into whatever you're doing. Mm. Like, you need to marinate. So it's like mm. okay. And then I go really into like marinades and honey, Ooh. like putting honey in marinades. Oh yeah, because then it glazes it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, this is absolutely. a bit good. And I had a meal. and I was like, yeah, you know, what? I could probably just eat a bowl of tofu. <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> Glaze the crap out of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, turning vegetarian or trying it, it forces you to like. Actually think about cooking. Yeah. Because before I was vegetarian, it was just chuck stuff in the oven, Mm -hmm. be done with it, come back to it, have this plate of beige. Yeah. And just eat it. And it was depressing. (laughs) And then every now and then getting some salad
1: and thinking, oh, I'm so healthy. (laughs) I've got my side salad. (laughs) I've got my side salad. Alongside my plate of nuggets. (laughs) Processed salad that's just...
0: Yeah, the I last love it when people
1: day. order like a side salad at McDonald's or something. Oh god! And I'm yeah. like, who are you kidding? Why? You're ordering a diet coke with a Big Mac, and right? I'm exactly. Like,
0: Having all these chips and everything, you have the salad and think, I've done good. Yeah, I've done so I've good. I've done so well. I and can even have a little treat, later even <laughs> McDonald's salads are probably like 500 calories. Yeah. <laughs> laced with uh,
1: I, uh, lard. I, I don't know. Like I don't know how they do it. They find a way to squeeze like fat and sugar into everything. And yeah. it's disturbing. Like I had, so I, I had a while, like a while back where I was like, I'm not going to eat McDonald's because I realized they like sat down and I was like eating a burger. And I was like, mm. I'm not enjoying this. Like I've paid six quid for this meal and I just, I'm not enjoying yeah. this. And I could have spent six quid and gone and bought an actual burger, bat, yeah. cheese and made a decent burger. Exactly. And then I was just like, and then they brought chicken selects and that changed everything.
0: You see, I I
1: hate McDonald's okay. because
0: I when I was little I was actually sick in McDonald's once. Okay. So now the the smell of McDonald's sure. makes me feel ill. Yeah. Um, and I hate my girlfriend for this because every now and then, <laughs> um, Shout we have to go to McDonald's and I'm just there like I I feel I feel ill. Um, and it's quite a blessing yeah. to feel ill at a fast food place. Um because that puts you
1: off yeah um, kind of protects you gives you a little barrier right yeah.
0: yeah and I kind of don't understand how you can be vegetarian and go there yeah so I don't understand that at all I'm just like yeah I'm done with that
1: especially I find it's when you have vegetarians who are vegetarian for ethical reasons mm. and they still go to McDonald's and I'm yeah. like yeah I mean even if you order the vegetarian stuff from McDonald's they're not an ethical company you're still painting towards yeah you're bit, like so. you're feeding the beast yeah just because they've pandered to you, <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's it's just convenience, isn't it? It is so with anything. It is anything. Like I'm just like I will pay for convenience. Yeah. The amount of times I will pay to to stop myself from being in an awkward situation. Just like I remember once I was um, I went to I think I was going to Edinburgh, and like one of the trains back meant I had to stay at Newark, hmm. and my mate was like, "Oh, you can just stay with me." And, and I've known this guy for, like, years, but I felt really awkward about it. Okay. And I could have easily just stayed at his house. But instead, I spent £50 on a taxi to get me back to Lincoln. Okay. And it was just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, I could have easily just stayed at his house. But to avoid just a little bit of awkwardness, on that day, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going home.
1: Okay. And it's
0: like, there's so many situations where I've been in like that and yeah there's been times where I'll like make a like say I'm walking to somewhere Mm. in Lincoln I will divert my whole journey just to avoid a slightly awkward situation yeah like yeah maybe someone in the distance I'm like I think I recognise them but I really don't want to have to have that awkward moment of going hey and then maybe stopping and talking and I'm like am I not even recognising because my sight's so bad that I'm like I could probably do don't know. Up in the it's, distance. Who knows you're who they are? Like, that could be an awkward blur. Just to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-minute divert out right. of the way. Well, that's interesting about.
1: though, because like if if you if you're doing that much to get rid of awkward situations, and yet you used to put yourself on stage. <laughs> like, yep.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I think it's the satisfaction of doing it though, and then going. I I yeah. chose to do that. Okay. Yeah. Like what is and then just even just someone laugh, just one person laughing yeah. one person joining yeah. is is enough for me to go
1: yeah I'll do that again yeah just pushing yourself that little bit yeah do you think maybe as well because like I have I'm, I'm kind of similar in the sense of I do any opportunity to avoid awkward avoid contact which isn't controlled by me mm. I hide from mm. like, I mean we, we sat down and discussed this at a uh, uh, networking event didn't we oh yeah and I wasn't going to go to that networking event. It took me 20 minutes to convince myself to go to that networking event. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I'm attending on my own. I'm not going to know anyone. So I'm forcing myself to talk to people I've never met. Mm. And that was terrifying. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it was kind of like, you push yourself that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I kind of get into like an autopilot situation.
0: Yeah. Um, you would have known people there. Yeah. And so you find familiar faces, you probably go to them first. Yeah. And then you find yourself, someone else comes over, and you find they're just like-minded people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, saying that, I did not utilise that event as <laughs> anywhere near no? as much as I should have. I just went over to the people on my Masters and went, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I saw you the other day <laughs> coming to this network event to network with my Masters uh, friends. And then seeing Nathan there and being like, oh, hey, (laughs) my name's Dan. (laughs) Um, We've already talked for many times. And then, yeah, like maybe meeting one person I've never met before at a networking event. I should be good at that because I've been to these events. Yeah. But every time I just kind of find the easiest place to stand, which is,
1: Yeah. That's fair. I think that's personal protection. Like yeah, in, in your brain, it just goes, okay, how can I make it through this? Yeah. I know that guy, so let's go talk to that guy.
0: Like Literally just now, I was in the library, and a friend of mine was there as well, hmm. and I was just looking at books and stuff, and then I was just waiting for them. Like, we were talking, and then I was just like, I need to go, really. And then I was just stood there waiting, yeah. just like... I can't pick that moment, so I just waited for him to pick the moment. Right, yeah. And go, oh, I've got to go. And then I was like, oh, I can go now. <laughs> and then I'll be late for something, or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, and I have to come up
1: with a reason why I'm late. Yeah. Oh, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a social idiot. I do that. Um, like, I mean, I'm much more comfortable if I've... Re- like, it sounds hugely ego but if my re- my presence has been requested... <laughs> Is the way I think right. of it. Right? So yeah. you have an appointment and yeah. you're like, I don't want to go to this appointment. It's been like, it's awkward. I'm, I don't know the layout of the place. Mm. I don't know what the system is as soon as I walk in. And in my head, I'm just like, no, they asked you to turn up mm. at this time. Yeah. Therefore, even if it goes wrong, you're in the right
0: because yeah.
1: they asked you to be there.
0: It's your allocated safe space. Yeah. So it's like, so you know you've got an appointment at 10 past two. Yeah. That point is like, they're going to tell you when to come in. Yeah. So, at no point do you have to make the decision, oh, it's ten past two, I need to go into this room. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. It's just, I, I can walk in, like, and they'll deal with me. They, they'll they yeah. tell me what to go. I can I can play ignorant to the entire situation, and this will still be fine. Because they asked me to be there. Yeah, exactly. you know, I bought a ticket. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm meant to be there. Exactly. Yeah.
0: The amount of times with those things that are, like, extensively researched, like, the oh. layout, and be like... Yeah. Every time and then like an hour before, let's just check that again. What was it? Where am I going? (laughs) And then just get in there and there's just a sign to it. And it's like, oh, it's right
1: there. Tell you what saved my life. Google Street View. Yeah. Is amazing for this. Oh my God. Is you kind of like, right. So like I have a gig on Sunday, which I'm off to in London. I don't know London that well. Mm -hmm. So I've now plotted my route from my hotel to the gig via Street View. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I know exactly where I'm walking. I'm like... How would I have survived ten years ago? Have you
0: you like written it down as well? Yeah. Oh God, I always do that.
1: It's like Like, it's written down. I've got it printed off just in case my phone dies. Yes. So it's there. Absolutely controlled. That's why, like, (laughs) when because
0: I used to go to Ed Fringe every year. I'm really annoyed because I didn't go to it last year. I'm doing everything I can to go this year. Okay. And um, I would always like plan out what gigs I was going to go to. Yep. um, Pre-book ones, and then also like leave room for like just jumping in on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will meticulously plan like how I get to each venue, and be like, right, you take a left here, you yeah. take a right here. And it's like, I do it every year. Yeah. I know er- nearly every venue yeah. where to go now. And Edinburgh's
1: not. Piece of mind. <laughs> Edinburgh's not massive. No.
0: Like, or at least it's all laid out, so it's like very
1: familiar. It's really easy to navigate. It surprised me when I went yeah. to Edinburgh. Like. Get it's to just... Royal Mail. Yeah. Go from there. It was just like at the train station. I was like, I have no idea where I am, and then within two minutes, I'm like, all right, cool. I can probably work my way around this entire city. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, I need (laughs) to make sure. And I carry
0: these just papers, endless papers of just directions with me.
1: I started to use, and I don't know if it's like an anxiety anxiety support thing of plugging in Google Maps, typing in my directions, headphone in, just in my ear.
0: What? And,
1: you and it's the same as using it as a sat for your car oh which I use god. and it just tells you where to go you're like walking along it's like turn left on this street I'm like alright I will turn left oh on this god. street and it saves you writing it all down you can just save your routes of where you need to be going what flying? yeah oh my god <laughs> that's a game changer it is a game changer but you can just yeah you can like I mean you can do it online as well but it's, and it doesn't mm. use that much data hmm. um, because like I was running with it constantly whilst I was in London just because I didn't know where anything was I was like cool how do I get to Tower Bridge how do I get to Tate you know mm. direct me. Um but yeah I just had like a headphone in and it would just tell me where I was going mm. tell me yeah. if I'd gone the wrong way I was like this is nice
0: well thanks for listening we're, <laughs> we're talking about Google Maps and Street View and it can give you directions it can it's fantastic okay. yeah I did a similar thing in Paris because um, that scared me yeah going to like Paris like I knew already that it was kind of a very kind of Maisy kind of like yeah, city yeah. or just like various alleyways and streets, and I planned that all out and still
1: messed it up. Just Did you go alone or was like no? I went with my girlfriend. Okay. Um.
0: So yeah, went to Paris for one day, and it was just yeah. I we got off at the 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 wrong like, um, station train station. It's a good start. And so <laughs> I thought, oh, that's definitely gonna be the best one to go, so yeah. we can get to Eiffel Tower. Get to um, all the museums, yeah, um, all the galleries, and it was like a forty-minute walk to most places. I was just like, should have got the next station, Should've just go one more, river. just yeah. yeah, and panicking and walking around and like, and people don't care for traffic lights there. No, like, they just walk <laughs> across, and I'm like, what are you do? Are you crazy? And these motorbikes that are allowed to go across when it's a red and yeah. stuff. And I'm yeah. just like like, oh, this is this is my nightmare. Yeah. Like, so many people.
1: I was like that in Amsterdam. Mm. Like, like it's like I don't mind cyclists, but Amsterdam cyclists are like a force. They're like a wave because there's so many of them. Yeah. And they ignore traffic lights and road signs. Oh Jesus! So you're just walking down the street and you're like, "This is a one-way street." I'm fine. And then all of a sudden you just say, "Oh <laughs> <my> God!" <laughs> it's a nightmare. I can't do it. <laughs> I
0: can't do it. Should do it though.
1: I think I mean, it's interesting. Like, I went on holiday to Bruges. Yeah. And I went alone. Okay. And it was like the first holiday I'd ever taken alone. I wanted to challenge myself, essentially. I wanted to step out of the comfort zone.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like,
1: where can I go? It's like, cool. I can get Bruges on Euro Tunnel. And I'm like, that's nice and formulaic. I don't have to deal with airports, flights, any of that cat. Just get on a train. Train is simple. Takes me to station. Stations are simple. I can just do that. And then just kind of there and you, you get like moments of like high anxiety. Like, I struggled to find restaurants okay. that I'd be able to walk into because mm-hmm. I need to know the system before I walk yeah. in. Like, you know, get good language. Yeah, yeah. So it was like oh, I ended up using okay. lots of like little eateries, okay, uh, where it was like just a counter. I'm like, cool, I'm going counter system, point at what I want. That's 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 straightforward. Mm-hmm. It meant a lot of junk, but it was tasty junk, but yeah. it was just like, yeah, you can just do. Go in and show that, but I definitely recommend going somewhere. Yeah, somewhere.
0: Yeah, I went. We went on the Eurotunnel to Paris, and um, it was fine on the way there. Yeah. On the way back, it was a nightmare because we missed our train. <sighs> well, we didn't miss the train. Right, we got there. The train turned up, and I was there like, this isn't our train. <laughs> I <laughs> looked at my ticket, oh, no. and it was one. It was literally like something like the nine, it, The the number of the train was something like. 1960 or something yeah, yeah. and on my ticket it was 1961 okay. and I was like I know it's the exact same time that it's meant to turn up I know it said it's arrived Yeah, but on my ticket it's a different train we're not getting on that train and we didn't get on the train <laughs> and so uh, we missed the train we were meant to get Yeah, and luckily another couple were also there and the guy was like oh should we get on it I was like, I don't think you should get on that train, mate
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just do <doomed> so else. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, pretty much. And I was like, I don't think you should do it. No And we were so then they were in our so for, we had like a we had to wake another two hours for the next train, yeah, buy a new ticket, yeah. get the train, um, and then get on the next Eurostar, get another ticket for that as well. And it was costing us like three hundred pounds. Yeah. For that one awkward moment where I'm like, Well, oh, shouldn't get on that. Even yeah. though, if it was here, I'd be like, oh, it's just, like, a different yeah. train. But it's the one I need to get. That's fair. Well, because I was like, don't know how they do it in France.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe it's different. <laughs> Maybe numbers <laughs> mean nothing. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. But oh I did actually manage to get a refund for it all. Right. It was, a, it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah.
1: but That's surprising, then. That's pretty
0: cool. I had to call up, like, the French, like like, call centre... And they know English, but it's not their first language. No. So I was just there like, yeah, it's this. And and then they didn't really understand, and then it went all the way, and it was going back and forth, people blaming each other. And I was like, no, it's this. Look at my ticket. It was wrong. Knowing secretly, I was a bit of an idiot. Um, But... But this is an outrage! How dare you misdirect me? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> don't you know where you I'm from? You <laughs> duped me, <laughs> um, and then eventually getting the money back, yeah. and then realizing that I rang up a French number, and I don't have like international calls on my contract. Spending a hundred pounds wow. on a phone call, to a only like twenty-minute phone yeah, yeah. call as well. So. I'm in the mm-hmm. middle of disputing that as well Yeah. Uh, because why not of course
1: um, but yeah yeah that's that's, that's
0: that story
1: so you mentioned you're at library today mm-hmm. and you don't do comedy anymore so what mm-hmm. do you do then I do a masters in film okay because
0: if you can't do comedy do film <laughs> direct <laughs> uh, limit your options limit your that's options that's what I say okay always right find the niche in life <laughs> and do that um no yeah so I I, I do that at the moment and it's uh, it's intense yeah Um, who would have thought masters level Um, but yeah so basically I film stuff and then I talk about filming stuff and then I go here's my film and then repeat that's what I've been doing and now I'm almost at the end
1: Okay. So you aiming for more director, writer, producer? Well, I wasn't sure.
0: Like I thought at the start I love directing. I love yeah. like writing and then taking it and running with it like that. Yeah. And slowly I've kind of realized actually I really love sound. Okay. Like I really love recording sound because a kind of negative trope of student short films is the sound. Yeah, definitely. It's always bad. It is. Or at least it's always kind of just overlooked. Yeah. And I always kind of, when I was doing my undergrad, I was always like, we should make sure we do good sound. Okay. And I would usually kind of put myself forward for doing a bit of the sound. I was still doing directing, but... Yeah. And then this Masters, I've just kind of really got into it using like some... Pretty good equipment yeah. to make some really good sound, and so yeah, I'm doing that. So I'm going to be sound mixing and everything, and yeah, it's kind of really satisfying.
1: Yeah, just finding the transitions of sound as well. Yeah, sounds sounds always one of those which is like, it's I always found it confusing mm. because it's a lot to handle in terms of like the amount of like variables you can have. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. And
0: something that I kind of was a bit ignorant about was, like, how important the transitions of sounds between, like, people talking is. Mm-hmm. So the amount of times you would see in a student... Not necessarily student film. A lot of short films that are low-budget. Yeah. Not necessarily low-budget. Some films... Bad films. <laughs> <but> some <laughs> bad films... Um, the transitions between someone talking are yeah. very harsh yeah so you'll see you'll hear someone talking they'll be like they'll be, they'll say the line and then that kind of cuts back into another one which is maybe a different recording altogether yeah yeah and um, I've been practicing with like pro tools and stuff and trying to work out the levels and stuff yeah. and it's so satisfying when you can just make it all smoothly run and be like oh this is great yeah this is so good
1: and yeah the love of sound, I, 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 I can never understand it because I did. So I did uh, contemporary lens media at uni, cool. and it was like a mix of photography and film. And I do visit vividly remember being told, "Make sure your sound quality is acceptable, because people will watch anything. You yeah. can put crap visuals in front of anyone, and they will watch it. But people yeah. will not put up with sound badness. Exactly. Like if you've got a crackle through your entire track, someone's not going to like watch that film." And I was like, that's cool. So I learned to do it to like a basic level. And I learned, I kind of like, I use Ableton to to edit my sounds and and kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's like, I learned all that. But it was just, it was so in-depth. And then there's like waveforms and all this. And I was just like, I don't have the brain for it. I don't, I'm not technically minded. Up Same with like camera stuff. When you get into like color grading and all that. It's like, I just, one, I don't care.
0: (laughs) you definitely got a passion for it. Yeah.
1: You have to dive into it, I think.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, Yeah. Because you can just be sitting there for ages just tweaking it, just Mm. finding that right point.
1: It's when you see the mixers mm. and they've got like, I don't know, 50 toggles. I guess that's the word, right? Toggles? Switches? Uh, I don't know. Toggles. toggles. And I'm staring, like, this is madness. Like This is just actual madness in technology. Mm. And none of them are labelled. And I'm like, how do you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I was using a sound mixer on our recent film. that was... It was a bit more simplified than that. Okay. Um, you had about probably ten toggles. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because I always think they kind of they for such great technology they always seem kind of very analog. Yeah. So you have your little screen and then you have to use like a dial to switch between menus and stuff. And it's like, yeah. where's the touch screen? Like, <laughs> where's like for this like. Three thousand pound piece of kit. Yeah, where's the simplified layout for it? And instead, they have like a, an app you can use on your phone. It's okay. like why is this not ingrained in the yeah. system?
1: Why is this not user friendly? Like,
0: but I guess it just comes down to the fact that to produce really good quality sound, you need like this amazingly expensive piece of equipment.
1: I found oh. that with quite a lot of things, though. like even stuff like uh, like I looked at three D modelling once. Okay. It's like, it finds, like, whenever you get to certain levels of, like, doing things, there's just this, there's this, like, I don't know, experience gap and, like, knowledge gap, mm. which there is no clear view on how to get that gap filled. Mm. But it's there. So if you try to jump from your, like, your basic amateur level to another level, you suddenly get there and you're like, none of this is explained. Yeah. Why is this like, it's like, you open Blender, it's like, there's no, there's no tutorial. There's nothing, no, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. You open mm. Ableton, it's like, I don't. No idea what any of this stuff is. Photoshop, yeah. and you start. Why are we not filling this gap? So I feel like there's a need for people to not want to fill that gap. I don't know yeah. if they get a benefit from it in some way.
0: Yeah, and that's always the trickiest bit. Yeah. Trying to become not a beginner or intermediate, become that kind of pro. It's like that is so hard. Yeah. Like and takes a lot of work, and it's why they're always like. You have to pull off. Like, when they're like, to learn a new skill, you have to put so many hours in. Hmm. But you you can do it. And it's like, nobody has time. Nobody can be arsed these yeah. days. You know? Yeah. I don't know.
1: How do you manage your time? Like, you mentioned you've got co- quite a few projects.
0: Um, I just make a list. And then um, decide which one I'd want to do most.
1: <laughs> and then... <that's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So I have a list of things. <laughs>
0: it's kind of like um it just happens okay. somehow um I think no matter how much you plan something yeah. and like go I'm going to do this this and this it's not going to happen. So just kind of it's it sounds really cheesy and stupid but just do it. Yeah. Like um I saw Jim you know Jim Cummings? Yeah. Um so he did that uh Oh, God. Thunder on the road. Okay. Um, yeah. So, it is Jim Cummings.
1: I think it's Jim Cummings. I feel like. Jim Cummings sounds familiar. It is Jim Cummings, <laughs> isn't it? It's Jim Cummings. It's definitely Jim Can Cummings. Can you edit it in Until Jim it's not Cummings. Jim Cummings when I Google this later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do a fact check on that.
0: I'm pretty sure it's Jim Cummings. Okay. Anyway, he does some really good tweets where it's just like, look, I made a film for a really small budget. Yeah. I did it as a short film first and now it's like this massive feature film that people really love yeah and he just said just do it like these days you can make a film on your phone yeah so just go out there and film it and just being able to make a film is pretty cool yeah like getting to the end of the process and going hey I made this you yeah. know it might have a lot of flaws to it but I made this at the end of the day and then once you're done with that do the next one yeah. And eventually one of those is going to be good, right? Like, yeah. you know, keep rolling the dice, eventually it's going to land on a six.
1: Do you do that thing of where you work on too many films at once? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I assume for your masters you've got multiple projects.
0: Yeah. At the moment, I've, I'm only technically, well, we're, we're working on two. Okay. But before this, I was working on three at the same time. Okay. And, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You just see the back of your oh, head just slowly burning away. Yeah. They're just
0: like, <laughs> I mean, luckily, on the Masters, it's like only one of them is the one that you're getting assessed on. Okay. So that one is so like, that's that. my That's the
1: one, yeah. But the other
0: ones, it's like, I will be there and I will help out. Okay. But my passion is... My passion is in all of them, but my passion yeah. is mainly mm-hmm. in that one. Okay. Um, but then, like, yeah, just always just being like, oh I'm gonna do it! like when I was doing my podcast I was like I'm gonna do my podcast and as well as doing my podcast I'm gonna make like a short series mm-hmm. and do that and then you just don't have any free time and it's ridiculous but also great yeah yeah Yeah. I don't know it's just <laughs> yeah
1: you know that really that resigned look of whenever I get anyone on here who does multiple things, yeah, which is just like you kind of you fully accepting of the rock and hard place you're putting yourself in. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's aware oh, yeah. I'm doing too much. I'm not leaving myself any free time, but I kind of love it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. If if I found myself just doing one project, I'd yeah. be like, I feel like, what am I doing? Like, there's too it's too much to do one project.
1: I need to do more. I feel like there's more pressure if you're doing one. Yeah. Because you've put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Yeah. Like, fair enough if it's a big project, but even if you were doing a big project, I need, I need a some, like a procrastination project. Mm. I can just every so often just go, all right, not doing that. Thing, so. Almost
0: like it's an excuse. Yeah. So you can go, oh, this isn't as great as I thought it would be, but I had a lot. On. I was doing a lot. I was doing this podcast. You just saved
1: yourself an excuse for failing. Pretty much. <laughs> um, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
0: And that's also something. I would, like when I would do my short series, I used. Did you ever? Did you ever watch my stuff, Daring to Do?
1: I've seen an episode of Daring okay. to Do. Yeah.
0: Um. So that was. A, yeah. That's
1: you may hard. have to explain Daring to Do. To, okay. To the great. People. Okay. Cause, pitch me then.
0: Oh God. Any <laughs> pitches. So. Um it's follows a presenter okay. who does various dares. And um I mean let's go way back to
1: series one, series of one. daring to do the ordinary. How many series are there that daring to do?
0: For, uh, four, three? For? I wanna say
1: three or three. four.
0: Okay. I think it's three. Okay. Right. But there's specials as well. Okay. Um this is, it's technically an extra season. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous thing. Okay. Um, I'm also surprised and concerned about the amount of people who helped me out on it. Yeah. But happily they did. Because, yeah. yeah. But the first series, it yeah. started out as this idea of a presenter going out and doing dares and going, "Let's, what can we do next? And the like, first episode was, I'm going to buy a pint of milk. Okay. And the idea being this man thinks he's been amazing at doing these dares and it's just simple things like buying a pint of milk and then in an incredibly spoofy way a bit like a bit like tim and eric and a bit like um kind of partridge-esque with the awkward presenter and then it kind of developed a bit into so i did that and then So there was, like, episodes at the cathedral. Right. I was just in the cathedral considering life, just walking around. And then things at the beach and just literally just went to... um, Wait, this is the thing I can't remember. I can't remember if we went to Skegness or Cleethorpes. Because part of the joke was that we were in one of them. And then in the background, you'd see a sign for Cleethorpes. Okay, right. And I'd be like, we're in Skegness. And then Cleethorpes, for sure. But well, I can't remember now which one we actually went. Um, so yeah. And then the recent series which we did last year was a game show. Okay. And this is where we kind of went beforehand it was just get a camera and film it. And then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take it seriously, just yeah. a bit, and actually care for it. Okay. Like, so we got a set and everything, we got a proper camera, we did it properly with like how you should actually film something rather than just pointing and shooting. Yeah. Um, I sort of learnt my lines, but I cleverly, (laughs) because it was a game show, thought the presenter can have cue cards. You can. So I'll just do that. It's a beautiful cheat. And it makes it funnier. (laughs) Because the best way to make excuses is just pretend that's intentional. Yes. So um, that's what we did. And it was just a game show of, like, It was a game show imagining it in his head. So he was presenting this game show. It's the best thing he's ever done. And he had contestants on doing stupid tasks like um, they did a marble run. Okay. Make a marble run. Right. Uh, Made the best paper plane. And then he would just be like an arsehole to the contestants. And one episode he picks on one of the contestants. And then the contestants work together because they hate him and then it's yeah it's yeah and then so there's that okay and I keep on thinking about writing the next series which is going to be even more ludicrous because it's going to be like like a spy okay yeah espionage series about the presenter in his uh, days when he was working for a form of MI5 okay Sounds good. And I'm going to call it D-A-R-E, because that's
1: the (laughs) organisation. Because you need the anagram fund. The whole show, the
0: whole thing (laughs) rides on people finding it funny that it's called Dare. That's it. There's a lot of riding on that. (laughs) There's so many things that just ride on someone finding a niche funny. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to me finding it a bit funny.
1: So that's—I mean, that, to me, that's sort of the thing with comedy: is that if you make something which makes you laugh, yeah, you'll feel better about doing it.
0: The problem is you then perform it like twenty times, and it's like, yeah. hate this. It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> I I I a joke that's that I kept doing and became my default joke. Yeah, um, and it was, oh, can I do it now? Okay, I was walking home the other day. Stupid name for a dog. <laughs> I'd, I'd always go, <coughs> I won't get it, yeah, yeah. anyone get it. And I slowly hated myself. <laughs> Cry myself to sleep. I mean... Um, <laughs> yeah, so,
1: yeah. Okay. So, in terms of... I mean, I, I'm seeing a pattern in terms of the stuff you make. Of, like, general theme of awkwardness. Yeah. As, is the films you're making now, are these comedy films? Are these, like, are no. you aiming, like, more serious, or...?
0: No, like, because I went into sound, I've kind of just gone, like, I will pick someone's project who I really like. Okay. But the, f- when the first documentary I did on the Masters was a... Well, actually, it was, a, it, te- it was technically a documentary on stand-up comedy. Okay. So we did that, and it wasn't that funny, though, really. Yeah. It was more about... Because we got a stupid brief that was like, oh, you need to... Um, do a brief that do a film that's about public versus private. Okay. And it's like, okay, what do you mean by that? Public versus private. And they didn't really explain it. And no. it was really obscure. And it was like, Okay, so comedians are going on stage talking about their private life yeah. in a very public space. Okay. Yeah. That's public versus private. Um cheers didn't think so and that's no. a whole other All thing. Right. Um, All right. <laughs> uh yeah, don't even give aside. Um but, yeah, now I just kind of go, that's a really good project. Yeah. Like, so the most recent one, which we're about to finish, um, is about how there's still a male gaze in films. Okay. So women are often objectified. And so it follows a writer who cannot get past the moment where he walks into a coffee shop and he sees the barista who he thinks looks amazing. Okay. And he keeps on getting to that point and then going off on how beautiful she is. And then you have comparisons to her and fruit and stuff okay. and how there's still that very much a objectification of women in film. And I thought that's a really interesting piece to do with, like student film. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's been really good and we're almost there. Yeah. Almost done with that.
1: And yeah. Are you going to be exhibiting these films, I assume?
0: The idea is to go to festivals, because yeah. we think it's going to... We hope it's going to be good enough for that. And then, after that, show it online. But, yeah. That
1: sounds interesting. It is. It's yeah. fun.
0: And from a sound point of view, I get to, like, smash through and, like, then just, like, make really weird, like weird sounds to go with smashing fruit so yeah. like I was smashing some glass and stuff which health and safety but don't do it
1: um, I do do it but do it
0: safely yeah yes. put it in a plastic bag as I did <laughs> not the greatest way and then realise there's a hole in the plastic bag oh, um, no. and be like oh shit what I did that right?
1: once with a fish tank I had a, a large fish tank so I put it in a bin liner and I was like I'll break down this fish tank why not, did you have
0: to break it down?
1: Because it was just, it was huge and it was like cracked. Okay. And I was like, all right, so we'll, it was like this big. Like, okay. We're talking big bin like oh. So, because well, what I didn't realize is as soon as I shatter it, it's going to poke through the side of the pack. Yeah. So I broke one side and it just cut through the side. Yeah. And it's was like, hmm, <laughs> this could have gone a lot worse. <laughs> like, oh, dear. Yeah. Not a lot of forethought went into that project.
0: No well I just did it because I was like oh man I, I really want to smash some glass and also it's going to sound great yeah and so just straight on down and just, yeah.
1: I remember watching a, a doc which was like it was basically just about Foley artists and, and the lives they lead and like their studios and stuff like that mm. and it looks insane
0: yeah
1: like the things they get up to the shows they work for mm. and you just kind of look at it's like I don't in a way even in my head I'm just like I can look at things and visually think how something should look, how some like even if you give me something imaginary, I'm like, mm-hmm. I could probably draw that, you know, yeah, crack that together. But then someone comes along to me he's like, Yeah, so we uh, we got this scene where someone throws like I don't know, a brick at a tire iron. We need a noise for that. I'm like, Well sure you just hit a brick off a tire iron, it's like, No, 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 we need a noise for that and I'm like, How would you even approach that? Like and for them it's just like no. Yeah, that's clearly like this steel rod off this piece of paper.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> it's like when you come to it, the sound of a uh, brick hitting a tire iron is when if you recorded that yeah. natural sound, and then because recording it is so clear and the the the, the waveforms of it would just not work. Yeah. If you translated that onto a film, it'd be like, what's that sound? It's yeah. so clear. it would be like... Mm. Don't worry. So you have to kind of think of something that's not as obvious. Yeah. Which is what I've found just so fascinating. Yeah. And so I wanted to find something that sounded like someone clawing uh, some fruit. Mm-hmm. Kind of the mushy kind of like just kind of really visceral sounds of okay. someone doing that.
1: Yeah.
0: And I found a sponge. That was the best sound. That's I just kind of rubbed a sponge, yeah. and it kind of kind of grating kind of yeah, yeah. sound. Um, <clears throat> worked amazingly well. Yeah, and yeah, it's things like that. Have you ever seen Barbarian Barbarian Sound Studio? No, what's that? It's got um, oh god, I now make trying to find names. We- Toby Jones. That sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. He was in Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Oh, those people in. That. I was going to say, what, what part? <laughs> 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 there is so many actors. Cavalier
1: cast. He
0: was one of the people in Tinker, Tinker Taylor, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Soldier Spy. Okay. Um, uh, what's he? What's he most famous for? I don't. He was. Uh, oh, this. This isn't what he's most famous for. <laughs> he was in that. <laughs> he was in that BBC Four series about uh, mine sweepers who. Go around, and it's got... Um,
1: God, this is, I mean, this is getting this further away from me knowing <laughs> who this is.
0: I'm so bad at, like, these kind of things. I remember once watching um, The Wrestler. Yeah. Oh, God, this is... Oh, it's going to happen again. So I was watching <laughs> The Wrestler, and half an hour in, I was like, what's the main actor's name called? What's his name? And I had to pause it. Yeah. And when that happens, I don't want to just go... IMDb find his name okay. I want to remember his name <laughs> and even in saying it now I can't remember his name it's Mickey Rock <laughs> it is and I had to pause it yep. and I got so stressed I fell asleep <laughs> what? Uh, yeah because I was just there like what's his what's his name it's like it's quite obscure but it's not like, like his last name's obscure yeah. Yeah. but his first name's conventional <clears throat> what is it oh god oh god I, the DVD case was just there. Sorry. I could have just Sorry. literally looked at that and gone, You could have Mickey solved Rourke. yourself. But then, whole have, situation. but then I would have been like, oh, That's pathetic. How do I not know Mickey Rourke? Like, come on. And yeah. so I fell asleep, woke up, it was still paused, and I went, Mickey Rourke.
1: i on playing. It. It's a great film, by the way. It is <laughs> a great film. Anyway, back to Toby, when space was in Bavarian Sound. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Who's in films, in films and stuff, he was... No, let's not go down that no. path. Um, look him up. I'm okay. sure you know him. Yeah. Um, so that's all about, like, a Foley artist working on films and okay. um, kind of getting lost in the sound of it, and it's kind of like a kind of creepy horror kind of take. All right. So he's there doing these things and then going a bit mental and questioning everything because he's so, like ingrained in like thinking about just the minute details of yeah, yeah. Um yeah I recommend
1: watching that it's okay. really good so yeah. I've got a rough question for you now which may make you question your life oh shit so you're finishing your masters yeah what are you doing after that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um thing, getting a job getting a job yeah anything really that's a good good, I, good goal I, <laughs> get I, a job
0: <laughs> I kind of went in with the mindset of doing this masters and going look I know I'm doing a masters in film yeah I'm not oh. going to walk out and get a job in film I know that Okay. I just want to do it yeah. like I've always I kind of had a period where I wasn't really doing film so I was like I really want to do this so I just decided to do it and then originally I had the idea I'll make a film production company and yeah. me and my mate were thinking we'll do this and it kind of life gets in the way it does um, yeah. of make you want you want to make risks or take risks not make, make risks <laughs> just adding dangerous situations <laughs> I love making risks of life make risks I just put glass on the floor maybe I'll step on <laughs> who knows um no take risks don't make risks as I as my grandma used to say um <laughs> so where was I uh yeah job Phil. yeah yes. so yeah. I will just get any job and yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a job which still means I can still make stuff.
1: Okay. So I'm not asking for much. No. Um, I don't feel like that's a huge ask from any career. The idea
0: of just, like, do that for a bit and then still look for a job that I actually want. I don't know what it'll be.
1: Do you think you're... I mean, I feel feel like the answer is yes, but do you think, like, you're motivated enough to put your own projects together... Yeah, based on your masters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely, but also like, I think what I've real like, I don't think I've learned a whole lot from the masters. That's not sick. I'm not trying to be like, all high and mighty. No. But it's pretty much just like a more intense version of what the undergrad was. Yeah. But what I have learned is like just appreciating what everyone's role is. Yeah. So, I could go out, like, next week, make a short film myself.
1: Hmm.
0: I could do that. It probably won't be very good. Um, So, appreciating, like, how much you should, like, use people.
1: <laughs> like, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah. In the sense of kind of, <clears throat> not just like you you fall into it's that category of like the thing which I do where I try to do everything myself. Yeah. But if you utilize other people's skills, you'll end up with a better project. Absolutely. And it's just knowing your place within that team you set up because so many people start off with I mean this, this is kind of why I asked about your direction of like <clears throat> a lot of people who do film courses come out being I want to be a director. I'm going to be a director. That's all I want to do. That's all I care about. I'm going to be mm. Tarantino, you know. That's that's the trope, oh. you know. I'm going to oh. go to be Tarantino. Oh, they, dance, don't they come out and it's like, "Okay, cool. Not everyone can be Tarantino. You know, we need editors. We need assistants. We need sound producers. Yeah. All, all this kind of stuff." And a lot of people get a blank face on it cuz they're like, "No, no. I'll, I'll just put people together. They'll do what I say cuz I'm the director." Yeah. It's like, "Maybe you're not suited to directing, though." Mm. Maybe, maybe you you you'd be a little better as like a line man or like Yes, that's,
0: that's definitely what I've discovered that I I did fall under that to a certain extent of thinking yeah. I would love to direct stuff because I want to do this but also sh- a bit stupid because anything I wanted to direct was kind of so niche and just yeah s- silly <laughs> that now I'm like actually I really want to get into sound because I don't know I I I think I appreciate it on another on a different level. Yeah. Whereas directing it's kinda like everybody loves it. Whereas sound, some people are like, eh. I think I guess it's sound.
1: Sounds like it's a hidden gold mine in film. Mm. I think. I like, I've got a friend, um George Precious. Oh yeah. Who does sound and does freelance sound stuff. Yeah. And when I met him, he was on media production with Jack. And we were kind of like going through things. And he was like, no, I really love sound. And I'm sort of thinking, why? Like, you weirdo. Yeah, this is just weird. And he's like, oh, no, I bought I bought like a bag, like gear and everything. I've got my own mic. And then through the next kind of two years I knew him, he was like, yeah, I'm getting loads of work. Like freelance work. And it's because nobody does it. Yeah. Nobody owns their own sound equipment. Everyone owns a camera. No one knows how to use said sound equipment and get good sound. So if you can do that, you become priceless. Yeah. You can basically just demand your own price on any project. Yeah. And it's it's like that little bit of like, I don't get why we don't push people towards it. It's weird. Same well, with like editing. Like, just focus. Like, have that as a career. Yeah. But we live in a
0: visual world where visuals are far more important than sound.
1: That is interesting.
0: Like, everything is visual. Yeah. Like, it's why everyone can, like, everyone's like, radio's dead because it's audio. <laughs> And yet we make fun.
1: podcasts. Yeah, the podcast's like are yeah.
0: incredibly popular. Yeah. But even podcasts have a visual they do. aspect to them.
1: I still think of podcasts as quite niche. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I know they've blown up hmm. in the last couple of years, but I still see it as like not everyone listens to podcasts.
0: Not everyone sits down and listens to a whole episode.
1: No. Like Someone will sit down and watch a film they don't want to watch but they won't sit down and listen to a podcast they could be interested in.
0: Because that seems
1: like more effort, I don't know.
0: It probably is more effort, because if you put a film on, a lot, I don't want to generalise, but I pre- presume quite a lot of people stick on Netflix, yeah. and they don't really watch it. Yeah, like They watch it, and then they're doing something else. Okay, Which, I like, don't do that. Okay? <laughs> no? You're sitting down to watch... Okay, you can do it if it's, say, you're watching It's Always Sunny... Yeah, and you can kind of stick that on twenty minute an episode. You can switch off. Yeah, come keep coming back into it, especially if you've seen it before. Yeah, the amount of times I'll stick that on and just go, "Aha, it's that bit. Love it. Classic us. Just a little bit of background noise. Yeah, yeah. Um, familiarity. So yeah, but if you're gonna like go and watch a film, what watch it? Yeah, like watch it. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, that's good. I mean, the interesting point there, I'd say, is like if you sit down and watch a film, the most like of most TVs will obviously be quite high quality, mm. but the speakers in those TVs, yeah, trash sound. So even though we've we've spent like half hour talking about sound, it's all ruined when it comes to TV. True.
0: Get a good sound system. Get your system. Uh, <laughs> recently, <laughs> upgrade your sound. as Recently, I. One yeah. of my friends just gave me his surround sound because he was like, "Don't use it." Good, I'm gr- like, "Good friend, fine, I'll take <laughs> yeah. it." Yeah. Um, and it just makes so much difference. Yeah, like, yeah, you just you just suddenly go, "Wait a minute, I can hear this now." Yeah. Whereas before it's like, a, like, yeah, tinny, like over in the distance. Yeah. It's like, you're losing so much. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, okay, so I'm going to round this out okay. with a question. Okay. Okay. So, having done many things,
0: many, i so, past, past, so old.
1: So Past few years, and many, like, different styles projects and stuff. Okay, yeah. Do you think that's a beneficial route for people in general compared to just going, you know, three years ago, going, right, I want to write, so I'm going to spend three years writing. Or do you think it's better to try loads of things?
0: I I absolutely think try everything. Because then you just never know. Like, You can have that that thing that you feel like you want to do, feel like you want to write, but then just go, "Eh, should I try and do editing instead? And you'll probably find that actually there's a big overlap. So you'll come to it and go, actually, what I love about writing also kind of works for editing. So building a story. Yeah. They're both the same. So yeah, do all of them.
1: Do all the things.
0: Because then yeah, you just never know. Yeah. And you'll feel more experience for it. And then also you'll learn who has a passion for that bit or that role. So do it all. Do it. Do it all that's a good point to end on.
1: yeah do it all thank you for coming down thank you I'll, I'll link whatever you need me to link in the, in the, in the yeah. thing and people should check it. you out yeah, yeah just
0: watch my shit
1: just watch his shit and encourage him to do com- comedy again yeah <laughs> but do everything could. yeah do everything <laughs> magic and we'll talk to you guys later
0: thank you